What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm Tommy Tomatoes, obviously. I'm riding solo for tonight. Uh, don't worry, Connor will be back next week. We'll get his thoughts on the draft and everything, but I'm just so obsessed with the drafts. So I want to put out my own personal final mock draft, Tommy Tomatoes edition. Um, the only mock draft quite out there, quite frankly. So I just want to uh, go ahead and um, just give my thoughts and wh- how I think this is going to go. And um, so like every other uh, Beers on the Gridiron episode, um, we're going to discuss how what kind of beer I'm drinking actually tonight. And we're not going anything too crazy. We're going to go with the uh, Bud Lights for tonight. Um, going a little later on the beer tonight. And, um, you know, Bud Lights are always good. You know, love them. It's one of my favorite go-tos. Um, Budweiser is my beer. Everyone knows that. So, you know, no complaints on this end with the beer uh, of choice tonight. So the number one thing I want to get into is, of course, the mock draft. But, of course, we can't ignore the big news that came out today. Connor and I just got finished actually discussing this. And it was one of our guys that we had that was going to be traded 100% either before or on draft day. And go figure, here it happens. Uh, offensive tackle for the Ravens, Orlando Brown, gets traded to what better scenario than the Kansas City Chiefs to help protect Patrick Mahomes. I think this is good compensation for both teams, especially when you have a disgruntled player that doesn't want to be there. It's going to devalue him. So I think this is um, Baltimore got the best deal they could possibly get. And they got what they get. Okay, they got a, a, a this is straight from Adam Schefter on Twitter. So they got a 2021 first round pick. So Baltimore gets two first round draft picks this year. That's worth noting. Absolutely worth noting. And we'll go over that in the draft when I do my mock. But so they got the 2021 first round pick, a third round pick this year, a fourth round pick this year. And to add on top of that, the 2022 fifth round draft pick from the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Kansas City, of course, also gets um, offensive tackle Orlando Brown, a 2021 second round pick and a 2022 sixth round pick. So Kansas City gets good value there. I mean, they get a left tackle of their future going forward. Um, and they get the uh, a second round pick, which is actually great value. I mean, second round picks are really good value. So, I mean, either way, both teams actually win in this scenario for me. I don't see a loser on, e- on either end. Uh, and Baltimore has Eric DaCosta there, the general manager. They always find a way to find great talent in the drafts. Baltimore has been as good as I can remember. <laughs> like, like they're, they're good every year because of, the, of their drafting ability. So I'm excited to see on, on both ends of this deal how it's going to work out. I'm excited for the players that Baltimore gets with this deal, which, of course, we'll go over that probably on, you know, um, not, well, on draft. On, well, on, well, next week, um, we'll, we'll talk about the first round pick that Baltimore actually got. And then we'll talk about the, you know, third and fourth round pick at a later date. So, yeah, really, again, just excited for both ends here. So that brings me into... Uh, my mock drafts, and I want to get this out here because, um, like, I love doing this. It's one of my favorite times of the year. This and free agency is very underrated, in my opinion. I, I love the news that comes out, and it's always fun for me to actually, you know, um, dive into like the the scenarios that people actually present and the scenarios that could happen. So we'll start with number one overall. This is not changing. It uh, it hasn't. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they're already printing out. Jacksonville Jaguar jerseys with Lawrence's number on it and his name on the back already. So this has been a, a set thing. I, I don't see this changing. I know, um, you know, Zach Wilson's right there with him because I think he's just just as good, maybe a little bit of a step down from him. But Trevor Lawrence is the pick on number one. 
So I just mentioned uh, Zach Wilson. I don't see this changing at all either. Number two overall going to uh, the New York Jets, especially after trading away Sam Darnold. I mean, even with Sam Darnold on the roster, I don't, I, I, I don't, I did not see them passing up an opportunity to draft Zach Wilson. So hopefully, I mean, you got to think the Jets are due to find their guy. At some point, they got to be due to find their guy. The Jets aren't known as a team with a strong quarterback pedigree. I mean, you know, the Joe Namath comes to mind, but then after that, really, who else? You know, I mean, you know, Chad Pennington. I mean, he was, he was all right. You know, to Vinny Testaverde. I mean, he, he won you some games and stuff, but not at all, not by any means a top quarterback. So hopefully the Jets actually get this guy and maybe he could turn the tide for the New York Jets a little bit. I'm excited to see him. But one thing I want to note is he's going from a school at BYU to an East Coast team. And what comes with that is a lot of pressure and a lot of adversity, not just from the media, just and from but from the fans and your organization itself too, because they're going to feel the pressure of that too. So I'm I'm always skeptical on how players from smaller schools are going to actually pan out when they move to a different city in that sense. But I mean, I, I, I suppose they're going to be doing their homework, and I'm sure Zach Wilson's going to be doing his own homework too as well. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out. Hopefully they have their guy. They need something to spark that team. So that brings us to number three overall. And I know in previous mock drafts and pretty much mock drafts everywhere, ever since the Niners did trade up from 12 with the Dolphins to get here, everyone had them going Mac Jones. I'm going to change that narrative today. I see them going Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields fits that team better. I think he's a better prospect with a better ceiling than Matt, uh, Matt Jones. Um, he, I mean, he could run, he could throw, and especially in this day and age in football, you're going to want that quarterback that can, of course, throw the ball well. But then if, you know, protection breaks down or there's nobody open, you know, because that does happen, you could take off and get you a couple yards and hopefully slide and can collect some yards, maybe even a couple first downs along the way. So I think Justin Fields is a great pick for Kyle Shanahan, and I, I just think they'd be making a mistake. And we're, Connor and I are both on the record stating that they would be making a mistake if they go Mac Jones. But, I mean, we'll see how it turns out. So I think this is where it gets a little dicey, starting with the whole Niners pick here. But we're going to go to number four, and we got the Atlanta Falcons on the board. A lot of teams have them trading, uh, trading that pick. I don't see that. I think they're going to stick to where they are, especially after those three quarterbacks just went. If maybe they did go Mac Jones, I could see somebody trading up to select a Justin Fields with them. But I, I I don't see the draft panning out that way. So I think Atlanta's going to stand pat and they're going to take Kyle Pitts, uh, tight end from Florida. Uh, one of my I, I, I was one of my favorite players in this draft. I was a little skeptical at first because the Eagles were rumored to actually try to go after him. And I was like, oh, geez, what, another tight end? Do we really need that? But this guy, this guy is not just a tight end. This guy is a, is a athletic freak, and he has so much potential. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him at the next level. And I think Atlanta, you know, with their pedigree, they mean, as far as I can remember as well, they've been such an offensive, like, driven team. So adding Kyle Pitts, to Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I mean, I think the team still thinks they can get a couple more years out of Matt Ryan even too as well. So that'll make that offense so much better. But that's defense for Atlanta, I mean, is another afterthought. But Kyle Pitts in that offense is going to take them to the next level. 
So that brings us to the Cincinnati Bengals at number five. And, you know, Joe Burrow getting his knee hurt and getting that ACL injury is kind of scary for them. However, I don't see them going tackle here. I think with Jamar Chase still on the board, they're going to make that, they're going to turn in that card because I think Joe Burrow is going to win them over on how dynamic Jamar Chase is and how they can connect at the next level like they did in college. So I think Joe Burrow is going to get his wish. I know he's probably advocating for Jamar Chase in this scenario. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow again at the professional level. So Jamar Chase, number five overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, that brings us to number six, the Miami Dolphins. And they could go in a lot of different directions too as well. I'm going to have them going offensive tackle. And I'm going to stick with one of my bold predictions where I saw Rashawn Slater going ahead of Penny Sewell. I think they're going to select Rashawn Slater with the number six overall pick. Uh, Rashawn Slater is, I I think he's going to be a great player, great, great player in this league. He could play guard and tackle. Some people are comparing him to Zach Martin. I would, if 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 I knew Rashawn Slater was going to turn into a Zach Martin type of player and I could look into the future, I'd turn on that card in a minute. So I see them trying to protect Tua Tagliavoa. I don't know if I'm even saying his name correctly. I hope I am. Uh, But anyway, nevertheless, Rashawn Slater helped protect Tua. And I think he's going to be a starter for them for years to come. And he probably could be, when we look back at this draft, probably one of the top five people or players in this draft. So that brings us to number seven overall, the Detroit Lions. Now, Detroit could go a lot of different ways because they have so many holes. They got a different regime coming in. I think they're going to trade back and collect assets for that new regime that's coming in. I think they're going to trade back with the Washington football team. And Washington's going to trade up with Detroit to get Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. I think this makes the most sense for Washington. They are they're a strong team other than quarterback. I know they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get the Fitz magic and all that blah, blah, blah for like a couple games and stuff. But you're not going to I – mean, you're looking for the future here too as well. So I think Trey Lance is going to fill a hole for Washington going forward after Fitzpatrick is done. But I think it's, of course, just a one-year deal. And he is getting up there in age. And they have a, I mean, their, their team is good all around. They have a very strong front seven, possibly one of the strongest in the league, if not the strongest in the league. So I think a quarterback's really the only thing that they're missing. They have a nice core. They have a lot of good solidified players, a lot of good role players too as well. So getting a quarterback for them is going to be huge. And I hate to say it, but you can't ignore how strong of a team that they can be or are becoming. So that brings us to number eight, the Carolina Panthers. And I think we have yet another trade. And I think it's going to be the New England Patriots coming up to draft Mac Jones out of Alabama, Um, especially with the pick that's going to be next, the Denver Broncos. They need a quarterback, too, as well. So I don't think they're going to want to give the Denver Broncos any opportunity to draft a quarterback or take one from them. So Mac Jones is going to be the pick in Alabama uh, from Alabama. I'm sorry. Uh, to the Patriots. I think he's a Bill Belichick type of player. He's, he kind of reminds, well, athleticism-wise, kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. And um, I don't think Belichick needs that quarterback to be able to run. I don't think McDaniels needs that quarterback to be able to run. I think they're going to turn him into a, a pretty decent prospect. And for Mac Jones, I think that's a great place if you want to land somewhere in the NFL. And of course, you can't ignore that Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are very tight friends. So I'm sure that Bill Belichick is getting all the intel he needs on Matt Jones and how to, you know, take him to the next level. 
So that brings us to number nine, the Denver Broncos. And they're going to stand pat here. They're going to see a tackle on the board still that they didn't expect to see there. And that's going to be Penny Sewell, tackle out of Oregon. Um, great. I, I think he's going to be a decent prospect in this league. Um, I don't know if I see him being an elite prospect or an elite player. Um, I know the narrative on him that people are saying is that he is, or not he is, he has short arms for the NFL level. Um, I, I, I think I think he's, you know what, I'm going to say, I think he's going to be a good player in this league. Um, and he'll help protect Drew Locke or whoever they have playing quarterback for next year. So Penny Sewell, tackle, Oregon. That brings us to number 10, the Dallas Cowboys on the board. And they're not really missing a lot here. Um, I mean, they could go a couple different, well, you know, they could go with, go with different routes. The Kyle Pitts is not on the board. I mean, they do need a tight end. But, I mean, they could go edge rusher. So, with that said, I'm, I'm going to go with them going J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Um, that again, that's one of my bold predictions. I see J.C. Horn going ahead of Patrick Sertain in this draft. I think he's going to climb the boards enough within, wow, six days. or Well, we have six days till the draft already. So, I think he's going to climb up boards and be the first cornerback off the board um, in this year's draft. So, J.C. Horn is the pick for the Dallas Cowboys at uh, number 10. So now we're in the um, double digits here. Um, I have the New York Giants up at number 11. And Connor's going to love me for this one. So I think they're going to go Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. They're going to see, they're going to look at the board. And I think Gettleman is going to love what he sees from Jalen Waddle. And he's going to take him. I don't know if necessarily they need him. Connor did make a couple of great points on this that this possibly could be Sterling Shepard's last year. So, I mean, you'll have Jalen Waddle, you'll have Kenny Galladay, and, um, oh, I forget that guy's name. The guy who has good uh, chemistry with Daniel, uh, Darius Slayton. He has good chemistry with Darius Slayton. So if you add Jalen Waddle to that bunch, I think that is a, a home run hit for the uh, New York Giants, and I think they'll be more than happy. And I said this countless times, and Connor, and Connor would agree with me too as well, um, this, the Giants are doing everything that they can to hope that Daniel Jones succeeds at the, at, at, in this league. So if this team does not succeed this year, it's going to be, be at this. It's going to be at the expense of Daniel Jones. So Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama, number eleven to the New York Football Giants. So that brings us to my beloved Philadelphia Eagles at number twelve. And they're going to look at the board, and I think they're going to go, well, they could go wide receiver. Demonte Smith is there. I would have them going, maybe Rashawn Slater here too, but I think he's going to be taken off the board by the time their pick's up. So they're going to see Patrick Sertain on the board there, cornerback uh, from Alabama. And I think it is very underrated how bad that this, um, this secondary is. So... I know a lot of people want the flashy player, like the wide receiver, to join that room here, but they—they you they, can't ignore after Darius Slay. Like, what do you really have? So I think Patrick Sertain the second is going to be the pick for the Philadelphia Eagles at number twelve, and I'm happy with that. I am very happy with that. I'd be happy with a few picks here. I would not be happy with Devonte Smith. I'm not really too sold on him yet. I know he's—I know the weight uh, question is there, and I think that's very valid. Um, a lot of his plays, I mean, he's, he's pretty wide open at the college level. So I don't know how that's going to transition so much to the next. I hope I'm proven wrong, and I hope he turns out to be a great player in the league. 
but I would just rather go with the sure thing. And I think Patrick Sertain is a sure thing at number 12. So that brings us to number 13, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to want to go a couple different ways, but I think they're going to want to protect Justin Herbert at all costs. So I think they're going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker, the tackle from USC. Um, I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a good tackle in league. I think he's rising up draft boards as we speak. Um, you know, I think he was a second round pick. I think maybe like last month uh, people had him going, but he's going to move up the board. He's going to work to protect Justin Herbert. And I think that's a good pick for them. Uh, number 14, we have the Minnesota Vikings. And I've said this before too, as well. And I kind of went back on it or I, I don't know. I, I have them taken a few spots too, but you can't ignore that Harrison Smith is getting older. They just lost Anthony Harris to the Philadelphia Eagles at safety. So they're going to want to get someone to fill that void. I think it's going to be Trayvon Morick from TCU, the safety out there. Another guy that can, you know, is very versatile um, and he could um, succeed Harrison Smith once Harrison Smith is, of course, up there in age and uh, he's no longer playing in the uh, purple and yellow for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So that brings us to number 15, which is uh, from our previous trade. We had the uh, Carolina, well, we had the New England Pages, but now we have the Carolina Panthers on the board. And Carolina is probably doing backflips at this opportunity opportunity to draft Devontae Smith. And I think they're going to. They're going to draft Devontae Smith wide receiver right out of Alabama. He's probably the best on the board uh, right now. So I think that just fits them better. And they're going to want to give Sam Darnold a lot of, um, you know, a, a good supporting cast around him to succeed. Um, and if, if, if they stand pad at eight, let's just say this, they'll probably take a corner. But I see them trading back and uh, collecting assets and then, you know, getting a guy like Devontae Smith. So that brings us to number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. And Cardinals, I don't know when the Cardinals this, um, happened to be the, the, the team to uh, for all the free agent acquisitions and to make all these splash moves. But here we are in 2021 and they're doing just that. So I have the um, Arizona Cardinals selecting Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. A lot of people probably would say that he's the best corner in this draft. And I, I can't argue with that. But I mean, a lot of medical scare people. So I think the medicals are going to scare a few people, and that's why he's going to drop this far. And I think Arizona would be more than happy to draft uh, Caleb Farley here. And then just to want to mention that they could take a guy like uh, Christian Barrymore, too, as well, to shore up that defensive line. But I think they're, um, after losing Patrick Peterson, I think the cornerback room needs a little bolstering. And I think Caleb Farley is just that guy. So that brings us to the Las Vegas Raiders at pick number 17. And we have Mayock and John Gruden there. And they're known to make reaches and picks you wouldn't guess and such like that. So I have them. This isn't really that much of a reach, but I, I, in my mind, this is a reach. So I have them taking Jeremiah owosu Camaro, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, not a bad pick by any means. I mean, they could go with a couple different routes, but... I, it's like it's like the the Raiders and Mayock and Gruden and Davis, they all just operate at the, on their own time and, and on their own evaluation. It's it's like they're on a different level compared to where other talent evaluators are. But you know, I'm not a bad pick by any means. Like what I said previously, but I just um, I would I wouldn't go here, but I, I could totally see them selecting a player like this. So that gives us the uh, Miami Dolphins on the board. 
And I think we're going to see, and this goes in line with Connor's bold prediction that he does not see an edge rusher going in the first top 15 picks. And we're going to see our first edge rusher off the board at number 18. And that's going to be Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Um, I think he could be a good player at the next level. I just, I don't know what, um, I just don't think he's as strong as a prospect as previous years with defensive linemen. But I think Miami would be more than happy to draft Quiddy Pay at pick number 18. And they're going to do just that. So that brings us to number 19. And this is from a previous trade with um, the Detroit Lions and Washington football team. And I think Detroit Lions are going to be excited on who they have on the board. And they're looking to reset their roster. So they got a new quarterback in there, uh, Jared Goff. And they're going to want another quarterback for their defense. And that's going to be Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, who is an athletic freak to me, does have off-the-field concerns. Um, whether that you want to weigh into that a little bit, um, I think that's a real thing, to be quite honest. Um, you always got to look at the off-the-field stuff, but Michael Parsons would be a great asset for the Detroit Lions and a quarterback for that defense for years to come. And it's a step in the right direction of them resetting their roster. I mean, they got their guy in the middle of that defense to call the play, well, to get the, get the play calls in, make sure everyone's lined up right, and he's a playmaker at that position too, so... I think that's a good pick for the Detroit Lions. Now, we're at pick number 20 already, and we got the Chicago Bears on the board. Um, they just signed Andy Dalton. Um, they still have Anthony Miller for now on the roster. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. I think he could be a draft uh, day trade or before draft day. We'll see how that goes out, and we'll revisit that once it happens or if it doesn't even happen. But they just signed Andy Dalton. Um, new quarterback coming in. Allen Robinson's back. They're going to want to get him another weapon, and... I think they're going to go Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Um, he makes a ton of sense, and they're giving Andy Dalton uh, the opportunity to, to succeed there. And this is this has got to be Matt, Nag Matt Nagy's and uh, Ryan Pace's last year in Chicago. So if they don't get some results, they're going to be out. And getting uh, Andy Dalton another weapon to throw to on that offense is only going to benefit them going forward. So this is a good attempt for them to keep their jobs and keep building this roster. Now that brings us to the Indianapolis Colts at pick number 21. And we have Christian Derisaw going there. Tackle out of Virginia Tech. Um, he could actually go in... Uh, this could be a flip-flip in my eyes with uh, him going 13 to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and Elijah Vera Tucker going here. But... I think, he, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is going to climb the boards a little bit more than uh, Christian Derrissaw. But they need to protect Wentz, especially them after losing um, Anthony Costanza uh, to um, Costanza, Costanza, whatever. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I think they're going to look to replace him. So, and solidify that offensive line even more. You got Quentin Nelson right next to him, so he'll help him out a little bit uh, at the left tackle position. So... I, I see them going offensive liner to help protect Wentz, and I need them to protect Wentz because I need the Eagles to get another first-round pick next year and Wentz to play some uh, 70, 70 to 75% of the snaps. So that's a great, that, that's a good pick for them. Now, that brings us to pick number 22, the Tennessee Titans. So I can see the Titans going in a defensive, um, uh, the, the defensive route. With, a, with their pick, especially with Mike Vrabel there. And I think t Tennessee Titans just kind of catch me as a, as, a, as a badass defense, kind of, you know? 
So I think they could go defense here, but they just lost Corey Davis to the New York, New York Jets. So I think they're going to go Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Mississippi. Um, he's, a, he's a shorter guy, I mean, but he runs good routes, and he's, he's very speedy, and he'll give Ryan, it gives Ryan Tannehill another weapon to throw to. So I think that's a good pick for them, and I'm excited to see Elijah Moore at the next level, as, as is Connor. I know I can speak for him, too. We're very excited to see Elijah Moore at the next level. I think he's going to be um, not a beast, but he's going he's gonna to make some plays for them. So, good pick for the Tennessee Titans. We'll move on to number 23, the New York uh, Jets. And that's going to be, they're going to go edge rusher here. I mean, they got their quarterback in Zach Wilson. Now they need to solidify that defense just a little bit more and make some moves there. I think they're going to go Jason Away, edge rusher out of Penn State. Um, I'm very intrigued by Jason Away. I love his size. And I think he's going to transition very well at the next level. Um, the Jets run a nice, uh, I think I think for the most part, they run a 4-3 defense. So he's going to be a good ad- edge rusher coming off, the, coming off the line there. So I think that's an excellent pick for Joe Douglas and Cohen, Robert Sala to get started here. They get their quarterback and they get a good edge rusher coming off the edge. So that's who I see the Jets going with at pick number 23. Jason away, good pick. All right, so number 24, I'm also going to stick with my co-host's opinion here with a running back going in the uh, first round of this year's draft. And I see the Steelers going with Najee Harris, running back from Alabama. Um, Really, really fits the mold of a Pittsburgh Steelers running back, by the way, and probably the most skilled running back in the draft. And I love the story that came out where – his um his college teammates were having a pro day and he wasn't gonna like um I think this was a pro day I, I believe it was and his um his t- teammates are uh, were, were having a pro day and he wasn't competing and uh, something happened with the flight and he had to be there for them and he drove out check this and he drove out actually all the way to um I forgot where they had their pro day but I know he made the effort to actually drive and be there for his teammates which is an amazing move and I I I'm lauded over that just that opportunity for him and it was just it was just awesome to see where his mentality is at with that kind of drive cares about his teammates good team player um going to be a good running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers so that takes us to number pick number 25 the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars making their second selection in the first round this year and they got their guy. They got Trevor Lawrence. Um, they're going to look to protect him. So they're going to go an offensive tackle here, in my opinion. I think they're going to go Tevin Jenkins, um, tackle out of Oklahoma State. Um, makes the most sense for them. Um, helps solidify that offensive line, build that offense a little bit more, and get Trevor Lawrence really going and, uh, you know, pr- protecting him and giving them, the, you know, the just overall protection that he needs uh, to be a good quarterback in the league. Now, that takes us to pick number 26 of the uh, 2021 NFL Draft. And the Cleveland Browns are going to go ahead and see that Christian Barrymore is there, still on the board, uh, defensive tackle out of Alabama. This is a guy that is rumored that possibly could go to the Eagles at pick number 12. And I think it's – I could see him going to Arizona at 16 too as well, but – um, he's on the board here. Big need for the um, Cleveland Browns an interior defensive line. They have, um, you know, Jadavian Clowney on the edge. They have Miles Garrett on the other edge. Getting Christian Barrymore there going to be a, a going to be a great partner of already amazing defense for Cleveland Browns next year. Really, watch out for them. We said we were talking about this last night. 
really watch out for them because I think Cleveland's going to be a team to reckon with uh, next year. So that takes us to pick number 27. We have the Baltimore Ravens on the board. And I, I see another tackle coming off the board here. And they're going to select Walker Little out of Stanford. They're going to want – they just lost Orlando Brown to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs who wanted out. So I think they're going to want to solidify their line a little bit more. Um, you know, Eric DaCosta, great, great uh, general manager. Um, I said this at the beginning of uh, my podcast here that he's um, – they always find a way to get good talent in the draft no matter where they're picking. So walk a little good pick to help protect Lamar Jackson. That brings us to pick number 28. We have um, the New Orleans Saints on the board. And Connor mentioned this name. I can't remember if he had this guy going to the Saints um, – specifically, but he did mention this guy, and I thought it was a great pick, and I see them going with linebacker out of Missouri, Nick Bolton. Um, just a badass fucking guy, and I think he's going to be a great asset to the New Orleans Saints defense. So I think that's a good pick for them uh, going forward, and good pick for New Orleans uh, to help that defense out. Um, so we're going to go to pick number 29, and this is the Green Bay Packers. So I know – they could go a couple different routes here. Um, I struggled with this one doing my mock. I really did because I want I could go linebacker. I could even go cornerback too because Gregory Newsom's still on the board there, so I could see them going there. But I'm going to go ahead and I think they're actually going to do Aaron Rodgers a favor here. Then they're going to take a wide receiver, and it's going to be Rondale Moore out of Purdue. This guy plays big. Um, his comparison, I believe, is Steve Smith uh, Sr., who was a dog playing in the NFL, one of my favorite receivers to ever play the game uh, for Carolina and Baltimore. Um, love them as a player. I love them as a personality. Just take no fucking shit kind of guy. And I think Rondell Moore is going to be a good fit with the Green Bay Packers. And um, how about Aaron Rodgers and keep him happy for a little while longer? So that brings us to pick number 30. We have the Buffalo Bills on the clock. And we have a trade. And I think this is going to go along with my bold prediction. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to trade up with uh, Buffalo. And I think that's something to keep an eye on is obviously the Eagles trading their second-round pick, pick number 37. But I think they're going to package Zach Ertz in a deal to go to Buffalo because Zach Ertz was rumored to actually go to Buffalo this past offseason. It didn't work out. They couldn't agree on compensation. But maybe he could be used to sweeten the deal to actually uh, go into the first round or back into the first round. So the Eagles are going to trade up, and they're going to select Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. I absolutely love this guy. I love his size. Um, I, say, I say that about a lot of guys here, um, the size. But, I mean, 6'3", 200 pounds. Um, his wingspan is in, ridiculous. His measurables were ridiculous. I think he's going to be a good asset for the Eagles, and they do need a wide receiver. They got the corner that they needed, too. So I think that was a good move for them to go corner early in the draft with Patrick Sertain in my mock here. So they get they get another uh, solution to their problems, and they go Terrace Marshall. Um, so that brings us to pick number 31. We got the Baltimore Ravens on the board here. Um, they could trade back because they already did select somebody at 27. Um, and I could see them going Terrace Marshall Jr. here if the Eagles don't trade up and get him. But since he's gone in my mock – I'm going to have the Baltimore Ravens selecting Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. And this guy has been rising up draft boards 
continuously over the course of the last few months. He could even go as high. I've seen him go as high as like, you know, top 15 or even like uh, just outside the top 15. So the 15 to 20 range, I could see him going too. But he's here on the board for me. And the Ravens need another weapon for Lamar Jackson. Kadarius Tony, good pick. So now we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers left on the board here. And I think we have another trade coming. And I think it's going to be the Buffalo Bills getting back into the first round um, from their trade out. And they're going to see a high-profile guy, which is a guy I think that could possibly be um, quite, a, quite a player at the next level. And that's going to be Gregory, Greg Newsom II out of Northwestern. Uh, to play on the other side of uh, Tredavious White I think would be awesome. Um, that, that team is just a few moves away, especially if they get compensation to get Zach Ertz on their offense and they get another cornerback on their team, Greg Newsom the second. You know, I'm very happy for Buffalo, a team that has went through so much heartbreak and stress and struggle that I'm really excited for them and uh, the team that they're putting together over there. And I think they could be a, some serious contenders for years to come. So Greg Newsom the second going to the Buffalo Bills at uh, pick number 32. And ladies and gents, that can, uh, that concludes my uh, – my 2021 first-round mock draft. We'll see how accurate it is. I'm pretty confident about it, too, um, i got to say. I'm uh, more confident about this one than I've ever been before. I've ever been before. Um, I think that this has a high chance of working out for everybody here. Well, we'll see, we'll see what's going to happen, and we'll see how much of a train wreck it's going to be because, you know, of course I'm confident about it, but, you know, you know how this draft goes. Uh, these things are such a, such a, a shit show, a crapshoot, whatever you want to say. So anyway, you know, that, that's my last mock of the year. We'll see how it turns out. Um, very excited. I'm also excited to get Connor back next week so we can give our analysis of the first round and get back to our uh, original beers on the gridiron where we have, uh, you know, us going back and forth, creating some good content for you guys. So ladies and gents, that's, uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next Friday night. Again, our analysis on the first round. And we're going to be live streaming or – Live, yeah, live streaming the uh, second round of the draft and into the third round next week. So, um, yeah, see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.